Friends, welcome to episode 82 of the Love Your People Well podcast. I am so glad that you are here, um, most especially because we have officially entered summertime here in the States. Somehow it's already June. I don't know how. I feel like all year time just gets away from me. I don't know. Maybe it's pregnancy brain or mom brain or life is hectic, but somehow we're in June and that means it is summertime. And I know in summertime, there's like a thousand different things you can do outside of the norm. And so the fact that you are here taking a few minutes out of your day to check in with this conversation and invest in your family relationships, I am so excited, so encouraged, so glad that you are here. And we are talking today about about summertime. (laughs) We're talking about family vacations. Now, maybe that's a big, you know, getting on the plane and flying for 20 hours to go to some faraway land, or maybe it's driving an hour and a half to stay with grandma and grandpa for the week. It really doesn't matter. Anytime that your family is kind of getting away from the norm, things can look a little bit different. And so my goal today is we are going to talk about how to enjoy that family time, your family trip, your family vacation, without family conflict, without sibling rivalry, without people getting on each other's nerves because you're out of the routine, and ultimately without you getting super frustrated because that can happen really easily despite our best intentions. So I am really excited for this conversation. We're going to have a lot of practical tips. So if you don't have a family vacation coming up, no trips on the horizon, you know, go ahead and save the episode for the future. (laughs) Or if you're just wondering for some tips about how do I get my kids not to argue so much when they're home from the summer, uh, you know, stick around because it'll probably still be helpful, (laughs) even if your trip is a staycation in your own living room. But right now, my friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. I think we are having this conversation today really for two reasons. Um, One, just being the fact that for myself, for my family, uh, this episode is going live on the day that we leave for a family vacation. And actually, it's only a few days after getting back from a different family vacation, visiting the in-laws, home for a few days. Now we're about to head out and visit my family. And these are going to be great trips. I'm excited about them. But it does always make me think about and reflect on how are we going to enjoy this time and not get caught up in in just the little frustrations that come with a changed routine. How are we all going to get the most out of this, even when our expectations might be totally different? And so uh, let me just acknowledge that up front. <laughs> Part of my thinking and planning for our conversation today has simply been for my own family to enjoy um, and get the most out of our family vacations this year. But the other reason that I wanted to talk about this, it was already on my mind, um, is because I have been a little bit surprised as a family counselor over the years 
how often family vacations and like these kind of special family events make their way into the counseling room. Sometimes that's um, before they even happen. You know, they're having trouble planning what to do or they're feeling a lot of stress or struggling with that. But a lot of times they go on this big trip and then they come back afterward with with conflict, with things that need to be worked through, need to be addressed, and and not always with the memories that they were hoping to create. And And frankly, I've been a little bit surprised by how often that comes up in the counseling room. And so my goal today is that that's not going to happen for you, my friend. No way. You are going to have a fun, meaningful family trip, whether it's big or small or a staycation, it does not matter. You're going to enjoy that special time with your family. And maybe this is a good time to pop in my usual disclaimer that yes, I am. I am a family therapist. I'm licensed in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, None of the resources from Love Your People Well should be taken as personal or professional advice. And there's always a link in the um, show notes and the podcast description for this episode to some of my previous episodes about mental health and counseling, how to get connected with a great counselor. Um, That's all at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling. So you might find that helpful if family drama is a struggle for you right now. This might be a good time to check out some of those other conversations that we have already had. But right now, we're going to jump into summertime family trips, avoiding the conflict, avoiding the rivalry, enjoying ourselves, Let me remind you before we jump in that we have a discount going on this month only, the month of June 2022. You can get 25% off any product in my Etsy shop with the code SUMMERBREAK. That's all one word, SUMMERBREAK. There are quite a few resources in there for for summer vacations and for family time. Uh, There's also a lot of good stuff, you know, some Father's Day things if you haven't planned anything yet, especially for your kids to give dad. Um, and there's some good things about prayer time and devotional time. I'm always adding new stuff. So make sure during June to use that discount, buy something for yourself, buy something for a friend. It's all very affordable and very practical. That is the whole goal of the shop. And let's start by me. I feel like I'm giving a lot of reminders, disclaimer, discount code, (laughs) Um, But I did want to highlight that we had a conversation way back when at the holidays um, at the toward the end of 2021 about handling family drama at the holidays, like when your whole family gets together, how do you keep things calm and smooth during the holidays? And so I'm not going to dive too deep today into some of those conflict resolution strategies because you can hop back to episode 54 and then 54 and a half because we continued that conversation all week long. Um, If you really want to dive deep into preventing or handling conflict um, that might come up with these special family events. So we will talk about that today, but we won't go quite as deep. You can, although... um, you know, back at that episode I mentioned it, I'm going to mention it, mention it again now. We do have a free 10-point conflict resolution checklist, which you might find helpful as well. If you don't want to go listen to a whole episode, just sign up and get those, those free 10 points of conflict resolution at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash conflict. And uh, again, that link, it's all always in the show notes for the episode. So you've got a lot of resources 
hopefully you've got some fun ideas for a family vacation. And my first tip for all of us to enjoy that family vacation is to have realistic expectations identified ahead of time. Now, maybe that comes down to the actual activities that you'll be doing on this trip. You know, if you're planning a trip to a big amusement park, you might want to be realistic about how many rides can we ride on one day? Um, How much time in the sun can we really handle if we have a two-year-old versus if all we have are teenagers versus this is an adults-only trip? Be realistic. Think in advance about what to expect. But this also would definitely include your expectations about the family relationships, about, you know, family quality time, how much time are you going to spend together versus maybe doing your own individual things. Um, Even something as simple as are we going to make a point of having a whole family picture, like we're going to wear nice clothes and find some good scenery and take a nice family photo shoot. You know, not everyone is necessarily assuming that that will happen. And so if that's important for you or for anyone, it's really helpful to talk through these things in advance. And for for us as moms, I think we do tend to put a lot of pressure on these family trips to create these great memories, have things we can look back on, to have these really wonderful bonding opportunities. And hopefully that will happen. It certainly can happen. But I have definitely seen it happen far too many times that when our expectations are really high about the bonding or the quality time, kind of what this experience is going to look like for our family, that just does not always play out. There might be bad weather. People might just be grumpy. Like there's all sorts of things that might go wrong that really you can't control And so being realistic on the front end about what are my actual goals for this trip? Why is it we are taking this trip? Has everyone, uh, maybe not agreed on, but is everyone aware of what those goals are, what those reasons are? Having those realistic expectations can really help you go with the flow or kind of adjust what's happening or what you're expecting based on the reality of what you're actually experiencing. If your plane is late, if your car gets a flat tire, you know, somebody gets sick, these things happen on vacations, just like they happen in regular life. And I really would hate for that to totally ruin your enjoyment of the trip simply because it's not meeting those maybe unrealistic expectations. And this goes very closely with Uh, My second point, which is it's really helpful to plan your trips, your vacation. Again, whether that's like a low key, we're going to the beach with grandma and grandpa for the week, or we're going to this big trip where we've got all these these, uh, reservations and rides we're going to do and activities. Either way, plan in advance with everyone's priorities in mind. If you know one of your kids is an introvert, And they really don't do well with a ton of even family time, just like that face-to-face. We're always talking. We're always together. If that's going to wear them out, wear them down, uh, really make it hard for them to be pleasant to be around, you should know that as their parent. And you should not think that that's magically going to change on a vacation. What are your kids' 
and your yourself and your husband, your in-laws, whoever's going to be there, what is everyone's general personality and preferences? And talk with them in advance about those priorities. Are they going on this trip hoping to sleep as much as they can and, and physically rest? Or are they going on this trip with the goal of spending as much time together having conversations as they can? Are they going on this trip for a fun adventure or to relax? I mean, these are different types of family trips. And it may or may not change what you actually do on your trip, what sort of vacation you're planning, but it is definitely going to help everyone to feel heard and appreciated to make them feel like they're actually a part of what's happening and not just getting dragged along for the ride. And then you are a lot more likely to all enjoy the trip. And it's going to be a lot easier to add in some opportunities for your introvert child to have some alone time. If you know in advance, that's going to be really important to them. They may or may not articulate that depending on their age, maturity level, awareness, all sorts of things. But if you can talk through these things in advance and try to clarify what are your top priorities, that's going to be really, really helpful. And you'll probably notice this the most if you're planning an act like a heavy activity vacation. You know, um, I think about going to Disney World. <laughs> My family went a lot when I was a kid and we would always talk in advance. I mean, after a while, you've been a lot, so you kind of know what to expect, but we would always talk in advance about, okay, what are your top priority rides? Like the lines last for hours sometimes and it's hot and some of us love roller coasters and some of us hate them and, you know, there's a whole variety And so we would identify in advance, these are my top two, like I have to go on this ride or I'm not going to have a good time. You know, that's probably an exaggeration, but not to a 12 year old. That's not an exaggeration. That's how you really feel. (laughs) And so we would talk about this in advance and my parents would plan out um, at least vaguely, like where are we going? What days? What are we prioritizing so that everyone can feel included? And ultimately, when we think about enjoying a trip avoiding the sibling rivalry, the conflict, it's really going to come down to does everyone feel included and heard and feel like their priorities, the things they want to do, are getting some action time on the actual trip. They're not just having to go along with what everybody else wants to do. And number three here, um, you can probably see how these are building on each other. They're all Uh, different angles on some of the same ideas, have some important conversations before you go on the trip. So yes, have conversations about expectations, have conversations about priorities. What do people really, really want to get done or accomplish or enjoy? But also, particularly thinking as the mom, if you've got more than one kid, or maybe you're going on a family trip with some cousins or extended family or another, you know, some friends, their family's going with you, you're going to be beyond your nuclear family. Have some conversations about expectations of behaviors or rules. What will the consequences look like? Because they might be different. You might have a very clear plan at home, what to do if people are yelling at each other or if there's lying going on. Uh, You know, my kids are really little. We have a lot of conversations already about pulling hair and kicking because they're little and that's what they do when they get upset sometimes. But I should not think when we go on vacation next week to visit grandma and grandpa, 
I should not think those behaviors are going to be less. If anything, they're likely to be more, especially for our little kids, because the routine is different. There's usually a lot of extra stuff going on. So clarify in advance. Are the expectations, the rules, are those going to change? Do the consequences need to change because you're in a new place or you're with new people? Maybe you're going to show more grace. Uh, Maybe you're going to need to figure out how do I kind of pull you to the side so we can have some privacy for these difficult conversations. But these also might be conversations about how much alone time versus family time versus maybe couples time, you know, all these different options for how the different people are going to get together. How much is that going to happen? Are you going to plan a night to have a date night? So you need to either hire a sitter or clarify with your in-laws, we're wanting you to watch the kids that Tuesday so that we can go out and have a fancy dinner. Whatever that might be for your family, maybe that's not at all a priority. That's fine. But if it is a priority for your husband and it's not a priority for you and you don't talk about that in advance, it's going to be awkward. Someone's going to be disappointed. It's going to have to change the plans at the last minute. So try to have some of these conversations in advance. It's also really helpful, just as maybe a slight tangent on this same thought, um, as I think about the couples and families who have come into the counseling room disappointed or frustrated after a vacation, a lot of times it's because when they did finally have some of these conversations or they kind of realized we're on different pages about this or we really had to do a lot more discipline than we thought we would or whatever the issue was, part of the struggle is that that is now interrupting the family time, the family trip. There's more emotion, there's more going on, versus if they had thought about it in advance, it may or may not change what actually happens, but it definitely changes the emotional and mental state when we have to actually deal with that conflict, that uh, disappointment or discipline or whatever it is that is coming up. So have those conversations in advance, even if they feel awkward, even if it feels like we don't need to talk about this, well, that's fine. It'll be a nice short conversation and you can move on with your day. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to loop, this was originally a separate point. I'm just going to loop it right in there because I think it's part of our conversations to have before we go. Sit down and make sure you have a clear plan around your budget, your plan for souvenirs, Um, Some of that financial side of family trips can get uh, maybe not ignored. Well, probably sometimes ignored on the front end, but it's not always as realistic as it needs to be or as well thought out as it needs to be. And again, that can create a lot of stress on the trip or after the trip that's totally unnecessary, assuming you've had the conversation before you go, that you know in advance Are we cooking meals in our condo that we're renting or are we going to go out to eat for every meal? You know, what's that going to look like? Talking about those finances, even with your kids, especially if they're older, if it's going to impact them and the activities they want to do or the souvenirs they want to buy, have those conversations so people are not surprised on the trip itself. All right, rolling right along. Point number four is really important, really important. (laughs) <laughs> and that is, and it, it, it falls in with some of our expectations, some of our planning, but it's going to be really helpful for actually enjoying the family trip. If you recognize that these sorts of trips, summer vacation, 
have very unique triggers for conflict or frustration or impatience or some of these, you know, not so fun emotions that you don't want to take with you on your trip, there are unique things that come up on a summer family vacation that it's really helpful to be aware of in advance so that you can either plan for it if that's necessary or helpful Or at the very least, you can be aware of it when it happens. And it really helps us to show mercy and to show grace if we understand why something is happening. So some examples of this would be the kind of reality check that this being in the sun, it makes you more tired. Like you've probably experienced that before. If you're at the pool for the whole day, you're you're tired. (laughs) Like you're physically more tired. And a lot of family vacations during the summer involve the sun. We're at an amusement park or we're at the beach. We're having more time in the sun. And as we get tired, we tend to get grumpy. As we get maybe uncomfortable because we got some sunburn or something like that. uh, We've got sand in places we didn't even know we had on our body. All of these things make it a little more likely people are going to be grumpy, going to be frustrated, even if they're having a wonderful time. We also need to be aware that On summer trips, or really any kind of trip, we tend to have a different diet and a different sleep schedule. And what happens if our sleep is interrupted? We tend to be a lot less patient, a lot more easily frustrated. Um, If we're not eating the foods that we're used to eating, I mean, we physically, we might not feel our best. Um, This may be especially difficult for your kids who don't necessarily connect the dots of like, if you never eat vegetables... You might have trouble, you know, your digestive system might have difficulty. You might not have as much energy or, you know, different things like this. And when you're on vacation, you might be eating out a lot more or just eating foods you're not used to, a higher quantity of sugar. So be aware that if your sleep schedule is different, your diet is different, you're probably going to encounter higher levels of behavior problems, impatience, Um, the sugar high and the sugar crash, all these things that come with it that we don't always think about when we're considering what is our family trip going to look like. And another piece that, um, that a lot of us find on a family trip is that we, we have a big change in our devotional time, our quiet time with the Lord. Now, for some of us, we go on a trip and we have more time for that simply because of how the routine is different and we're maybe not doing all the things that we normally do at home. But for others of us, and this is definitely true for myself, there's a lot less devotional time. We're not sticking with that, you know, 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever it is, alarm clock, because we're on vacation and we want to sleep in. And we're not necessarily doing our family devotional time because we're having breakfast out on the porch in the sun and it's so wonderful. And so the routine is different. But if we're not spending that time with the Lord, we can't expect to have the same amount of fruit from the Holy Spirit coming out in our daily lives, whether that's patience or uh, gratitude or contentment or any number of things, we need to recognize those sorts of changes that might come with a family trip are going to impact emotions, um, not necessarily personalities, but like the ways that people are interacting together might very well be different because of some of these triggers. And a For a lot of us, when we're at home, we kind of know what to expect. Like I know for my kids that one of my daughters, when she gets tired, she's a lot more likely to pull hair or push her siblings or she gets more physically acting out with some of those 
behaviors. Um, now, does that mean it's okay? Of course not. But if I know you're tired and that's part of why you're acting out, I'm going to approach it differently. I'm going to approach the conversation with her, the discipline with her, the schedule. What are we doing next? How much sooner can we get to a nap <laughs> or whatever it is? And when we went last week to visit my in-laws, the kids did not nap very well. They're in a new place. They're not in their cribs anymore. They had a lot more freedom. You know, it, I get it. They're a lot more excited. There's a lot going on. But that didn't always make for the most enjoyable afternoons because they're grumpy and they're tired. And all of these things that I see at home that happen sometimes as sibling rivalry or conflict or just issues that are coming up and need to be dealt with, uh, they were better in the morning and escalated in the afternoon. And so just recognizing what are some of these triggers, these things that are going to be out of the norm that might impact how people are relating to each other. And if you can think in advance about how you want to handle that, that's wonderful. That's going to be helpful. But even just in the moment to recognize, huh, you're really cranky today. You're really grumpy today. But now that I think about it, we've been out in the sun all day playing at the beach. Of course you're grumpy. Of course you're cranky. And maybe that changes how you approach the rest of the day or the conversations that you're going to have with that kiddo about whatever behavior problems or emotional struggles you're experiencing. And let's circle back to the realistic expectations because this can also really impact your emotional state. If you are feeling disappointed because, you know, you thought X would happen, but instead you're dealing with all this other stuff and, and you're not experiencing that wonderful bonding moment or whatever it is. Well, if you're disappointed, you're a lot more likely to be impatient, to get angry and to not enjoy the times that you do have with your family. So first of all, it's recognizing that whatever trip you are planning, are there unique triggers that might come up, difficult moments that might come up, um, but then also being ready to handle those in an appropriate way. And again, maybe that's exactly like you handle it at home. Maybe it's a little bit different because you're on a trip or because there's other people there that you're not usually with. That's going to look different for you, but that's something for you to think about and be ready for with your family when you go on whatever super awesome <laughs> summer trip you have planned. And that's a good spot where um, if this is happening or you're just maybe worried about it happening, people being grumpier, being less patient, being angrier, um, again, grab that free copy of my 10-point conflict resolution checklist. Uh, the link is, it's on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com. It's in the show notes. It'll be easy to find. And it might be really helpful just so you can pull it out in the heat of the moment and walk through the steps and um, hopefully minimize the amount of time on your trip that is spent dealing with conflict or drama or all these different things. Point number five, as we prepare for a wonderful family summer vacation, is to continue some normalcy wherever you can, even on your trip. And this is especially true if you have younger kids. Is the bedtime routine something you could keep the same? Um, the sleeping arrangements, like who's sharing a room, who's not sharing a room. Even something as simple as your laundry routine or your meal prep routine, um, prayer routines, discipleship routines. The more that we can keep some of our at-home regular rhythms continued into our unusual family trip, 
the more likely it is that that's going to create some emotional stability, um, really for the whole family. But again, this is definitely true for younger kids because they don't necessarily understand what's going on when things are different and they don't have the emotional regulation to, to always manage, you know, the really excitement and all the things that are going on. They may not handle that very well. And so giving them some moments of normalcy where they can predict and feel comfortable with what's happening is going to make it more likely that they're going to stay calm. They're not going to get in these unusual behavior outbursts or (laughs) fights with their siblings or whatever that might be. And of course, this definitely depends on what trip you're taking, where you're going, who's going to be there. Um, But try to be intentional about this where you can to minimize some of those emotional outbursts and struggles that people sometimes have on a family trip. And then my last point that I want to highlight so that you can enjoy your family trip is to keep the focus on the people and the relationships and not the activities, not the sightseeing, not the food budget, not the photo ops. I mean, all that stuff is maybe the It's the stuff of the trip. It's like the content of the trip. Um, But it's not the priority of the trip. You can hit every single ride you want to hit at that amusement park. And if you go home and you're all mad at each other, you did not have a good family vacation. You might see all the beautiful sights of whatever country you're visiting and be an amazing tourist and you've got such great pictures and it's incredible and no one slept and so all you did is complain and grumble and pout. That's not a great family trip. And so keeping that focus on the people and the relationships, whether that means you have maybe minimal activities and reservations and things like that going on. Or you might do all that stuff, but you're approaching it in a people-oriented way. That really depends on you, your family, your personality, the trip that you're taking. But whatever you're doing, it really is not going to change the fact that the priority on this family trip is to love your people, to have some quality moments together, to deepen those relationships, and to enjoy this time that you have together. So I think all of the other tips we've talked about will help you to do that. If you have realistic expectations, you've clarified everyone's priorities, you've had some conversations before you left about plans and budget and rules and consequences, things like that. You're ready for some of those unique triggers that might come up. You have, you're ready to continue routines and rhythms that your kids are familiar with. All of that will help you keep the focus on the people and on the relationships. But a lot of this is going to come down to in the moment when you are actually there, you're in that new country or you're on the airplane for the the 15th hour or whatever it is, reminding yourself, why are you doing this? Why are you actually here on this trip? How can you invest in the person sitting next to you, sitting across from you, Even if your agenda totally goes out the window, how can you keep that focus on your people? That is ultimately how we are going to enjoy our family vacations. And that is a great spot to have some meaningful conversations with your kids and maybe even with your husband or your in-laws or the people that are there with you to 
to remind them, <laughs> to clarify with them, you are my priority. How can I make sure you have a great family vacation with us? How can I help us to be on the same page on this family trip? Um, and when your siblings, or not your siblings, but when your kids <laughs> are fighting with each other, are struggling with some sibling rivalry <laughs> or some tension, to pull them aside and and have that kind of reality check with them, not just these are the rules and you're breaking the rules or, you know, we're going to have a good time or else type of conversations, but to slow down with them and to, to do that heart check, to check in with them about, hey, you guys are fighting about something really stupid right now or really unimportant or you seem really upset about this. I don't want us to get so caught up in what activity we're doing next, what movie we're going to watch, whatever it is. I want us to keep the relationships front and center. So let's talk about that. How can I help you do that? How can we calm down? How can we go back and have a new conversation? Whatever's going on in the moment, we all need reminders of this. And so you can go, or I should say, it can go a long way (laughs) to not only remind yourself, but to remind the people that you're with, your family, especially your kids, remind them that no matter what your priorities are, the ultimate priority is keeping these relationships strong and healthy and connecting with each other, even if we don't get to do the stuff that we might be excited to do on our trip. So I hope, my friend, uh, not only that you have some great family vacations planned for this summer, whether they're small or big, but I hope that these tips are helpful. Um, And maybe I'm catching you after... (laughs) your family trip for the year. Uh, Well, you know, you can always look back and learn something for next year. But again, I would point you back to episode 54. And then the Friday faith follow up that week 54 and a half. um, Because that especially the follow up episode that week, we really talked about forgiveness. Uh, If there is conflict, if there are struggles, how do we kind of come back from that as a family, forgive each other and move on. And so If I'm catching you after your family vacation has already happened and maybe some things did not go as well as you're hoping, well, that's a good place for forgiveness, for follow-up with people to have good conversation about what happened, why it happened, to apologize. Um, So that episode will be helpful. But also, you still have a lot of the summer left. Maybe you plan a smaller little follow-up trip where you can have more realistic expectations or plan things in advance so that you have a great time. But my friends, that is all I have for you today. Um, Let me remind you, you can grab the show notes for today's episode, um, including uh, other episodes like episode 54. (laughs) We'll have a link in there. Um, But some earlier episodes we've done about family conflict and quality time. There will be links for those past episodes, links for some helpful resources, All of that will be in the show notes at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 082. And don't forget, it's this month only, June 2022, that you can get 25% off in the Love Your People Well Etsy shop using the discount code SUMMERBREAK. All one word. Um, Check it out. There's some good stuff there. Definitely some things to help you have a great summer vacation or just summer season with your family. And friends, we'll be back on Friday with our Friday faith follow-up. And until then, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.